Hello and welcome to another edition of Club Sports 10-Bit Podcast. And in this edition, I really want to reflect upon the question that I posed to many of my guests. And that is, what would you do if you had a magic wand? What aspect of sport would you change? And really and truly, this has been highlighted in the past week within football back home in England and Europe. And for those who follow here, soccer. The formation of the European Super League for the Super Elite clubs was proposed one day and within 24 hours rescinded with the departure of six of the so-called Super Clubs from England. Now much debate was taken in terms of what made those clubs Super in the English League, especially with the likes of Arsenal languishing in mid-table. Tottenham haven't won a trophy for years. So really looking deeper beyond the initial knee-jerk reaction, one can see it wasn't so much that they were super clubs, it was that they carried super debts. If you look at some of the figures touted around with the clubs, Manchester United are £500 million in debt, Barcelona are £1.2 billion in debt. So the real goal behind the Super League wasn't so much in gathering the elite clubs from around Europe to play in one competition, it was more to clear debt, restructuring that debt that they'd accumulated over the years through chasing power. Where's this debt come from? You only need to look at player salaries. Lionel Messi is on 71 million euros a year. Even at Manchester United, Ed Woodward, the chief executive who was behind the decision for Manchester United to join that league, was paying himself three million pounds a year. Now, this is where the craziness of business leaders coming into sport goes haywire. After paying himself three million pounds a year, he then pays his centre-half, Harry Maguire, nine million pounds a year. So he's actually paying his employees more than he earns himself. And obviously he's paid the consequence because from the backlash, the players came out and said that we can't go into this league. We don't want any part of this. The game is about the fans and the supporters. And so when Liverpool played at Leeds last week in the only game that was played during this period, the Liverpool team bus was met with jeers from both Leeds, Liverpool and other supporters about greed. Clubs breaking away from the English league to join another league for pure greed. Following the game, many players refuted the claims that the decision was taken out of their hands. It was the owners that were making all the calls. The players didn't know anything about it. Yet, you just need to look at the budget sheets. A chief executive paying £3 million for himself and £9 million to one player. Another player on that team didn't even play in the game today and he's earning £19.5 million a year. What can a soccer player or anyone do with £19 million salary a year? And how can they truly relate to the man on the terrace during a pandemic when those who have managed to keep hold of their jobs are earning an average of £30,000, £40,000 a year? So this is where the dilemma really comes in. The Super League is about that restructuring of debt. So the deeper question is, who really is to blame? Is it the owners who can't say no? They're chasing the golden chalice and buying players without the resources behind them? Or is it the players who just can't say no? Let's face it, if someone offered you £2 million a year to do your job, would you take it? Of course you would. So the players are just accepting what's being put on the table. Now, what's being put on the table is being charged by unscrupulous agents who are really canvassing for the needs of the player and their own pocket. And that's all coming out of the game. Everyone wants to win the European Champions League, but every year there's only one club that can ever win that. A lesson I learned many years ago following my team and seeing them lose week on, week out, and realising there can only ever be one winner, yet everyone seems to want to get ahead of the curve and be that winner. So from where this perspective is, it looks like the players are taking the money out of the game, 
forcing the clubs into debt and the owners to seek other alternative means of income. So let's look at the players. And yes, it is a short and a very unpredictable career. And they want to make hay while the sun is shining. Yet £10 million a year. And yes, I hear the argument that is only for the top level players. But also in the English league, there was a salary cap actually brought in to try and curb this behaviour. A salary cap of £2.5 million for first division clubs and £1 million for second division clubs. This has since been refuted and cancelled by the Professional Footballers Association, thereby allowing that free reign for clubs to go after the players they wish and seek the glory which quite often they cannot afford. Now, from the players' perspective, they would have committed and dedicated many years of family time in order to create their careers within professional sport. That's undoubted. On the same token, it's going to take four, five, six years for someone to train to be a teacher or a nurse. Are they going to earn millions of pounds a year? And the answer is no. And I used to spin the argument back again that the soccer players are generating their income. But looking at the accounts of these super elite 12 clubs, they're not obviously generating their income. Over a billion dollars of debt is not generating income to pay Lionel Messi's wages. They're working on a gross deficit. And I see this in other sports. So I've looked at some of the salaries within um, NFL football and NHL hockey. The money is astronomical and it truly can't continue. If we want sport to bring in the essence that attracted us all to playing it and invest in a great deal of our commitment and our life into following it. Sport is about the underdog, often coming up and having a chance to take on the big guys. Again, if I look at the premiership, in the last three weeks, my team, Leeds United, have taken on three of those Super League clubs, only dropping two points. Next week, we take on Brighton in the lower reaches who are fighting for relegation. That is what gives sport its essence. David versus Goliath. If you take away the Super League, you're going to lose that essence, that sense of challenge that has attracted so many to the world game. So if the players that have spoken out against this league are really serious, they need to look at the game themselves and the income that they generate. Understand the burden that that is putting on the clubs in terms of generating increasing debt, debt that their clubs can never recoup. If Lionel Messi is really appreciative of the support that Barcelona gave him as a young player and loves that club, what is he prepared to do now, now that the club is over a billion euros in debt? Or maybe another alternative to this problem is that every club is given five years to clear this debt. And if they don't, there's a penalty incurred in regards to it. Maybe a points deduction or even a relegation. Again, it's interesting that I don't think any of these clubs will be penalised because of the power that they yield within their respective leagues. And to take it a little bit further, I feel the real concern with this whole situation was that UEFA, the governing body of soccer in Europe, wasn't opposed to the situation. They were more in favour of it, just jealous and anxious that they got beat to the draw. If you look at the European Champions League and their plans to expand it even further, it's a mockery when the team finishing fourth in the English Premier League can now go and play in a Champions League. So why is it extended to four? Because it's again a debt recovery programme. Can we get more clubs in and hopefully generate more income for not only UEFA, but the clubs as well? This is just the start of a European Champions League. It will come, but for the time being, the players and the fans have all spoken out in a unified voice that the game is about the fans. And let's put the game back there. So how can we do that and what can be done to stop the runaway train into competitive and high performance elitism? The first thing is the clubs have got to say no. No, we don't want to be paying Lionel Messi $71 million or euros a year. 
all the clubs need to come to an agreement that they're not if no one offered to pay Lionel Messi that money he would have to go somewhere or he'd have to quit the game that would allow someone else to come through and play at that level we may have to reduce the entertainment value of sport but let's at least get the value of sport the true essence of sport back into the game 71 million dollars how many lower level league clubs could that help fund what was proposed by the ESL was the same as the English Premier League. It was always set up as a method of pulling away and ensuring greater income flows clubs in the top level. None of it was filtered down to the low levels. If it was, then Harry Maguire could have maybe helped Berry and Macclesfield, two clubs on his doorstep, survive. Nine million pounds and those clubs have both gone to the wall. So again, what is the solution? How can we get sport back to the fans? And maybe one suggestion would be, and a quite radical one, as fans of clubs in the Premiership, followed them all our lives, could we go and support those lower level clubs? Put the funding back where it should be, and the clubs that are going to generate those players to the elite level. Let the Premiership and the European Champions League be the elite pay-per-view channels. Let's go and watch Berry, Macclesfield, Dulwich Hamlet, whoever your local non-league team is. Because during the middle of last week, all the Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham fans were saying they're no longer going to follow their teams who are they going to follow? Can they go up from Tottenham to Barnet and really put money back into the grassroots of sport? Yeah, we'll still see our stars come through, our Jamie Vardy. We can watch them on pay-per-view and see how much money that generates for those elite clubs. Will those then so-called elite clubs still be able to pay Harry Maguire £10 million a year that his and many of the other top players' agents say that they warrant and deserve? That's no way to run sport and really comes back to my question about the wand. What would I change? I'd change the greed at the top end, the greed of the agents, the unwillingness of the owners to relinquish some power and just say no. We need to give sport back. So although this podcast has really reflected on the English Premier League and professional game, it is reflected throughout communities. I see it here happening in youth soccer and many other sports around the world. We really need to get sport back from the pandemic to recreate the essence again, like I said, that drew us into sport and nurtured that love and passion. A community sense of inclusion at all levels of play. And yeah, maybe the players may need to relinquish some of those great rewards that they receive. It's great that these multimillionaires stand and clap and applaud nurses on the front line. And please, I'm not relinquishing any claims that they shouldn't be earning money. I just feel sport is now on a runaway train. And for me, if we don't seek to regain that sense of control, we allow these so-called elite to break away, it's going to end up reflecting WWF wrestling, where sport now becomes just an entertainment business and the games and the fixtures are all scheduled and planned out before they actually occur. There are no surprises. And without those Rocky Bilbao moments, there truly is no essence in sport. It is just entertainment. So what can we do? As a soccer community, a football community back home, let's go and support those underdogs. Cheer on the lesser teams, maybe. Watching Leeds against Manchester United today. Even the commentator commented on the glamorous teams. What is a glamorous team? If it's your team, that is glamour. It's your team and that's why we follow them. So please, to reiterate once again, this may have sounded like it was all about soccer. It's not, it's about sport. Grassroots sport is on that runaway train. Let's really work together and get sport back where it should be. I thank you for listening. It has been a turbulent week in soccer and I am delighted with the outcome from my team. I wish the same for your team, whichever it is, apart from the one that Leeds played today. And if you have any questions or feedback in regards to these comments or views, please share them. Like I say, the European Super Elite League, 
it will come. And then the big question is, what the players who have spoken out about it today going to do? And what do we then do as supporters and lovers of the game?